Does the choice of lighting, can that in any way make it more comfortable for a person, maybe as they get older, or maybe if they experience some kind of physical ailment, can the lighting that's installed in the home help to make their life in the home more enjoyable? When you look at aging in place and, and older individuals, a lot of times they'll struggle with sleep patterns and typically vision is a, a little bit more strained at that point. So to have bright evenly lit spaces is a must, but also when we get into circadian rhythm, now we can, we can change with certain performance light fixtures the color temperature. So we can, we can wake that individual up with a nice warm amber in the lower range of the, of the CCT of maybe 1400. And then as the day progresses, we can get into more of a task-oriented, whiter, brighter light. Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and if you're new to the program, this show is designed to educate its listeners on the industry's best practices involving the design and construction of a single-family custom residential home, your dream home. In this program, we also teach you the benefits of a high-performance home and how to ensure your architect and custom builder build your dream home as a high-performance home. And if your dream home is a home that has already been built, we share with you the most cost-effective modifications that you can make to bring your home up to high-performance standards. Our guest today is Brian Scott, principal and founder of Illumina LLC. Brian is a trailblazer in smart home technology and lighting design. With over 20 years of experience as a lighting designer and home automation integrator, Brian has transformed countless homes and businesses into comfortable, efficient, stunning places. He challenges the notion that smart homes require ground-up construction. He emphasizes the power of current technology, enabling seamless retrofitting of existing homes with smart features, eliminating the need for extensive renovations. Brian also highlights the disparity between basic LED bulbs and intelligent LED lighting systems. He showcases how high quality programmable LED lighting can create diverse lighting scenes catering to any mood or occasion. Looking ahead, he's optimistic about the future of smart home technology. He envisions homes that are not only more comfortable and efficient, but also offer enhanced enjoyment and convenience. Brian, it is my pleasure to welcome you to the show. Well, Kevin, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. You bet. You bet. Well, we're just going to jump right in if that's okay. Absolutely. So, Brian, you've been doing lighting for uh, homes and businesses for decades. Um, why is it important that the homeowner brings a lighting designer into the project to lay out the indoor lighting? for their home or the remodel, as opposed to maybe just relying on the general contractor? Yeah, I mean, a major reason is technology. So, you know, when I started in lighting over 25 years ago, I, we didn't have nearly as many options. So it was basically incandescent, fluorescent, magnetic low voltage, 
Um, I mean, lighting design has always been important because it obviously transforms space, creates an atmosphere, but the technologies weren't as complex as they are today. So I think that the biggest reason to have a designer, or a, a specifier, someone who can come in and really educate during the, uh, the planning process is very, very helpful. There are just a lot of options. Again, technology is the biggest driver of that, where, you know, if you don't really know what you're doing, you might end up with, you know, a, a substandard product when you really had aspirations for creating a, a beautifully lit scene in your home. So, so that's the, the biggest reason for it, really, technology. That makes a lot of sense. I kind of, at least the, the way I liken it, is it's like even though the general contractor can probably put up all the drywall in your home, most of the really good companies, they just outsource that piece to someone who does drywall for a living. They're going to be faster, uh, more effective. They're just going to do a better job because that's all they do. Is there similarity between that analogy and, and what you're describing? Oh, absolutely. It's like, a, you know, for my company, Illuma, that is what we do. So at Illumina, we, we do the design aspects, whether it's with the, the lighting, the lighting layout, um, the product specification, the control systems, uh, audio. Um, and again, lighting control is also shades. It's also control of sunlight. So to be able to go in and be able to, to specify that early on in a project is really important because these are things that, uh, these are aspects of a project that usually don't they, they fall through the cracks. You know, if, um, you know, when you get into to budget early on, you're going to budget for those things. You're going to budget for drywall and framing and plumbing and electrical and the panel. But a lot of these aspects of smart home technology or even just higher end performance lighting, it, it just it, it gets missed early on. That totally makes sense. You know, it's one of the things that in my business uh, at AGS Stainless, we do custom railing for for homes and, and uh, commercial properties. One of the things we explain to architects is that there's a difference between having something be functional and having it be functional artwork. So although there are like a lot of different types of materials that can be used for railing on your deck or stairs, when you got an architect involved, they don't want just something that keeps people safe on the deck. They want something that adds beauty to the home they designed. And so it kind of seemed to me when I was touring your showroom there, there's the same kind of thing. Like you could just have a basic light, but the lights that you chose, those fixtures, they just add tremendous beauty to the space. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And it was fun having you over here walking through the showroom as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really about expectations. It's about what your client's expectations are of the lighting in their home or the functionality, whether it's a smart a switching system or performance audio system or control of, of the sunlight through automated shades, whatever it is, that's what we need to get down to the bottom of early on in a project or what are the expectations and then what are the options out there to be able to meet those expectations and the budget. Yeah, well, well explained. So there's a lot of talk in residential construction now about aging in place and kind of the broader umbrella of aging in place is designing your home or remodeling your home 
so that is more usable by a greater number of people. So for an example, even though you may not be in a wheelchair now, if you're going to remodel the bathroom, a lot of aging in place specialists say, go ahead and put the backing up for where you would have a grab bar in the future should you need it. So it's just like if the walls are all open, this is the perfect time to put that in there. Does the choice of lighting, can that in any way make it more comfortable for a person, maybe as they get older, or maybe if they experience some kind of physical ailment, can the lighting that's installed in the home help to make their life in the home more enjoyable? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I want to get into circadian rhythm just for a, a second and just define that. So there's going to be 24-hour cycles that are part of a body's internal clock. So these okay. cycles are running in the background to carry out functions and processes. So, you know, if we go back to say caveman days, well, we'd wake up with the sun and we're at a very, uh, like an amber, you know, the sun is rising, the color temperature is maybe 1400, 1600. We're just waking up from our cave or we're just getting away from our fire, which is again, that amber color temperature. Mm -hmm. Now we're moving through the day and we're hunting and we're gathering and the sun is, is high in the sky. And now the color temperature is, is reaching maybe seven, 8,000 Kelvin white to maybe bluish to where that's okay. task oriented performance. And then as we try to wind down from that day, we're used to, again, our candlelight or our fire and the sun setting with our deep ambers, kind of putting us into more of a relaxed state to go back to sleep. So when you look at aging in place and, and older individuals, a lot of times they'll struggle with sleep patterns and typically vision is a, a little bit more strained at that point. So to have bright evenly lit spaces is a must, but also when we get into circadian rhythm, now we can, we can change with certain performance light fixtures, the color temperature. So we can, we can wake that individual up with a nice warm amber in the lower range of the, of the CCT of maybe 1400. And then as the day progresses, we can get into more of a task oriented, whiter, brighter light without, uh, yeah. So it just, it's sleep patterns for the most part to be able to take care of them. Wow. Just listening to you talk, it, you, you, there's so much to, to lights and lighting that I wouldn't have expected. And, and the way you explained how the, the differences between the, the quality, the color of the light can affect my mood. That's just fascinating. Well, I know you've got a lot more to share with us. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you about your home, because when I toured it with you, you're using it as a showroom. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I was just blown away by, by the way you've integrated different uh, lighting aspects and different light fixtures to really make your home pop. So keep that in mind. We'll, we'll pick that up as soon as we get back from the break. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Do 
Did you know that with certain designs and construction techniques, you can completely eliminate the cost of heating and cooling your home each month? For some homeowners, that can represent a savings of $5,000 to $10,000 a year with no loss in comfort. Want to learn more? Be sure and listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKW. Welcome back. In case you're just joining us, my guest today is Brian Scott of Illumina LLC, a lighting design expert. Uh, we've got him walking us through how important lighting design is to making your your house really a home, something that you're not only very proud of, but you can actually enjoy it more. You can use it more. And uh, I toured Brian's showroom, which is actually his home, and it was a perfect place for him to really showcase options that are available to the homeowner. Again, whether you're remodeling or, or building something new. So, Brian, can you just kind of walk us through your home? I'll tell you what I remember. I remember the first thing I saw when I pulled up was you've got lighting right out there in the front of the home. And then when I walked in the front door, just amazing. So maybe you could just take us through um, the process you use to determine how you would use lighting and other digital digital components in that home and what you did. Sure. So yeah, my home was built in 1988 and it's in Silverdale. And it, uh, it had not been remodeled, not one room remodeled since it was built in 88. So I came in and I saw this house and I thought with the lines it has that there's a lot I could do with it to make it more contemporary. So, you know, first thing I did was, <laughs> was, was focus on taking out all of the old six inch incandescent cans and, and installing all of my more high performance, uh, one inch, two inch, four inch fixtures, uh, put in a lot of linear lighting, a lot of color changing lighting. Uh, a lot of two channel, which means I can uh, I can not only change the intensity through dimming, but also the color temperature as well at the same time through the same fixture. So that was the priority when I started. I just went through room by room, and you know my my goal was to be able to educate architects, designers, and and clients down the road coming through to just let everyone know that these technologies are out and available now. They can be somewhat complex. We can work through that together. Um, and that, that was really the, the key motivating factor of this showroom was to set it up for educational purposes. Excellent. So um, I'm thinking back to, to walking in the front door. The first thing I noticed was there's some lighting that really welcomed me into the space. Is that a common way to really handle that kind of introduction, that transition from outside to inside? Yeah, outside as you walk in. So the, the system I used out there also utilizes color and it's two channel as well. So I can create um, any one of 30,000 colors with these landscape fixtures. 
and also set up all the, the range of whites through amber. So as you walk in, you go from maybe a little bit of a violet hue or a blue hue outside to something similar as you walk in the door. I have mirrors and my bar is backlit um, with tape light and various products. But we just kind of keep that same theme from when you, you walk up to the house from the outside and walk through you're going to get that same kind of a feeling all the way to the backyard of the water feature. Fantastic. So I, I walk in the door, I'm, I'm introduced to the space with beautiful lighting. And then I look over to my right and you've got this totally comfortable living, entertaining space with, it's gotta be like the nicest TV setup on the wall I've ever seen. <laughs> And what I noticed immediately was like, it was all so perfectly arranged. I wasn't seeing big, massive speakers. It it wasn't like the screen that just rolls down and the projector sh is, is shooting the movie on the screen. It was like a massive TV. So can you explain a little bit what some options are to really perfecting dialing in a large screen viewing surface like that? Sure. There's a lot of new technology now for home theater systems. And I think especially after COVID, where a lot of people really want to put a lot more time into their home to make sure that it's comfortable. They don't necessarily need to go out or need to go to a theater. So I, I've noticed that since COVID, where a lot of people have more of an emphasis now in their home for their, their media room or home theater. And the technology is, is really fantastic now. I mean, we have acoustically transparent screens. So the speakers, even subwoofers can all be recessed into the wall behind the screen and you don't see any speaker grills. You don't see any subwoofers. You just get that sound, that great sound from the speaker system from behind the screen. And then we have speakers that recess of course into the ceiling or the back walls. And, and for that, we have even speakers that could be um, taped and muttered over to where you don't see a speaker at all. It's basically- it's Wow parent so or um yeah pretty fantastic speaker systems we can create for home theaters now so the one i have here in my home is a 13 speaker package two 15 inch subs it's a 120 inch screen and a 4k projector yeah and again it's just it's it's so polished so finished it's not what you'd expect from it was not what i would expect from a, a projector delivering the image it, it's just very very clean and refined so then when i looked to the left you had a, a beautiful pool table there but what really caught my eye was again a super refined painting that was incredibly well lit surrounded by two beautiful sconces so what were you going for in that space well, so this is the living room. I, I took out um, took out the basic living room, uh, you know, the couch concept and chair and and small TV in the corner, and then I put in a pool table. So put in a pool table with a floor lamp. Um, then I have two six foot sconces on either side of the fireplace, and that painting you're referring to. So that's a a Samsung frame TV. <laughs> Again, <laughs> nice. And to where digitally it can be any image you like. So we can sort through different art provided by Samsung, or you could put your own art on it. Um, of course, family photos and whatnot as well. Yeah. And it just rotate through the digital artwork. 
But with that matte finish, it really does look like a piece of art hanging there on the wall. And then the fixtures in that space are from Lutron Ketra, and they're each individually addressable. So we can make each individual light source its own color or have them all exactly the same. They can kind of breathe with the evening. So if I set up, uh, say, an, an automatic sequence, push a button, and now the lights are, are changing throughout the evening for entertaining. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you illustrated that to me, how the lights could be preset through the evening from brighter down to more romantic or a brighter if if you're working on something. That was pretty cool to watch. Uh, I, I I came to the kitchen and I was just, it took my breath away. I was like, wow. Like the first thing I noticed was the ambiance created by the lighting. So the kitchen was stunning, but that's, it's just, it was like a sunset. It's like I walked in and it's just like gorgeous. It instantly made me feel more relaxed. And uh, I thought, wow, you can do a lot with light in a home, can't you? So tell us a little bit about how you did the kitchen. There was like lights towards the floor. There were lights under the counters. What was your goal there? How did you pull it off? Yeah, so in the in the kitchen, I mean, that's where we spend most of our time, right? So, and there's so many different tasks to be performed in the kitchen. I mean, it could be cooking, um, obviously just prepping a meal. So you want a brighter, kind of whiter, cleaner light. And again, we get up into that higher range of color temperature where it's more task oriented. But then it's also where we do a, a fair bit of our entertaining. So we're going to want to take that down. We're going to want to not only dim it down, but also create, as you said, more of that sunset kind of effect where it just puts people in a, in a relaxed mindset. So, you know, those deeper, richer ambers really help with that. And sometimes you don't even really notice it. It's just one of those where you come in and you just get a feeling of being relaxed. So with the kitchen, I have live edge shelving around the perimeter and I dadoed in strip lighting, which had, which again is Lutron Ketra. So it has 16 million color options and these are all pre-programmed. So we can program them to be, again, a push button for prep and cook where we, we bring everything up bright or another button press would bring it down to more like cocktail hour where it's nice mm -hmm. and amber and rich. Uh, but we can take that same space and name those same light sources and we can create a completely different environment just by changing the lighting. Yeah. It, and it is so noticeable. It's hard to do justice just talking about it on the radio, but when you see it, 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 it's like, wow, I could definitely imagine that that kind of design would improve the experience of being in any kitchen. I don't care how amazing the kitchen is, how amazing the appliances are, the roof, what, whatever, the ceiling, whatever. That lighting layout, which is all specifically um, put together for that particular client, because some people are going to like one thing and not another. So design for that particular client is going to add enjoyment. I, I don't see there's any any other option. Absolutely. You know, what I like to do is keep a quiet ceiling as well. And we talk about the design aspect of it. So I, I really try not to put any more recessed cans into the ceiling than are necessary. 
And I think that's one thing we get into design and, and what we've seen for years moving into this phase of lighting is just you know, a lot of grid patterns, six inch cans, just to get a lot of light into a space, but it's not very well thought out. It's not actually putting your light where you need it over countertops, or if you have a couple pieces of art in the kitchen, it's nice to be able to highlight that and then get that reflectance off of the art. So yeah, it makes a big difference to go in and not just set these up as grid patterns for a lot of light, but to actually put some time and effort into the design and the product specification to be able to adapt to whatever, um, to whatever the mood is at the time. Nice. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Brian, I know when we were talking earlier, you're getting to know kind of the client is an important part of you doing the design, the lighting design for the home. So when we come back, I'd like you to talk a little bit about that, like how you figure out what lighting design pattern is going to make this particular client the most comfortable in their home. So keep that in mind. We'll take a quick break. This is uh, Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. thinking of building a new home a beautiful residence custom designed to meet the needs of your family if you are then get started by listening to designing and building your dream home with your host kt the show features interviews with award-winning residential architects custom home builders and other residential design and construction industry experts who will share their knowledge and expertise with you that's tuesdays at 1 p.m right here on 1150 kknw Welcome back. In case you're just joining us, my guest today is Brian Scott of Illumina LLC, a lighting design firm that's been um, focused on both commercial and residential work. Brian's been doing lighting design for over 20 years. We're privileged to have him with us today sharing why a specific um, lighting design professional is important to you getting exactly the home that you're looking for, whether you're remodeling or or building something new. Before we broke, I asked Brian to be thinking about explaining how he engages with the homeowner, the builder, and the architect in helping them to deliver just the very best lighting package um, that they can. So I'll leave it to you, Brian. Help us to understand that. Sure. So I started Illumina uh, 10 years ago here in the West Sound area. I was doing it for about 10 years with another company down in San Diego. But the same concept where we start with design and then get into uh, fixture specifications. We're a lighting distributor. So, you know, the, the best thing we can do is get involved early around the time of the reflected ceiling plan coming into place because now we can work directly with the builder, with the electrical contractor, with the architect, with the designer and the homeowner to, to really get a feel for what is important to this person in this home. Is art important? How important is lighting? And to what level or how is ambiance very important? Or is it really more just task-oriented lighting? Uh, how important is music and audio throughout the house? The house. How important is um, home theater? 
You know, I mean, they're, how important is landscape lighting, shading? So there are a lot of factors that just really need to be discussed um, before we even really get into a budget and specifics, but just what's important? How important is art? And, you know, what, what level um, do we want to take that to to light it? So whether it's, it's just bringing in standard lighting housings and, you know, a, a, a more of a lower cost um, bulb option, or is it bringing in a high performance fixture that's really going to be able to bring out the subtleties in art maybe this client has never seen before and is in love with? So it's anywhere in between. Yeah. And so if I if I heard you correctly, your recommendation for the building professionals, whether it's a design build firm that's designing the home and building it, or it's an architect involved, or maybe even it's just the homeowner. Your your recommendation is if you want to get the most from lighting, engage with the lighting designer as early as possible. Is that a fair statement? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there, there aren't a lot of lighting designers, honestly, in in the area. It's it's very specific. So it's 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 really it's it's lighting design, but it's also the the fixture specification and everything that that it goes around that. So it's not just placing fixtures in the ceiling, but it's how how high performance do we want those fixtures to be in certain areas where it might be a little bit different uh, again for the art in a living room than it is just for the general lighting. So there are a lot of factors that go into um, certainly a, a good lighting design and a good overall lighting and AV package, which really works together as one system. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going back on my tour of your place, back on the other side of the house from where I walked in the front door, you showed me an amazing bar. And then off to the side, you showed me the brains behind your house. I got to admit, it was pretty cool. A whole wall of dialed-in technology. So maybe you could walk us through those two rooms. What what you were going for in the in the bar area, how you pulled it off, and then what all of that uh, technology, how that drives the home. Sure. Yeah, so the bar is the former dining room, which is, you know, in a lot of homes, it's a room people walk through but don't really spend a lot of time in. Um, so yeah, I decided to convert the dining room to a bar. So I built in the bar with with two shelves and then I have um, a marble uh, piece underneath where it's it's backlit by DMX lighting. So it's it's pixel lighting, completely color changeable as well. So it can be more of just that amber warm, uh, come in, have a cup of coffee in the morning or late night, nice and amber. Or if you want to have a few people over and entertain, we can pop a little bit of color into the shelves and behind that marble as well. And, um, and then there's also uh, another frame TV for art, which it is 95% of the time, unless there's a big game going on or something. And then we can throw the image of the game up on all the TVs at the same, nice. the same source. So back in the, the AV closet, which when I moved in, it was just a simple foyer coat closet. So we, it's a 42 unit rack. So it sits about six and a half feet tall. And that holds all the network gear. So that's the, the Wi-Fi um, and then all the amplification, the processors, 
Yeah, everything really to control the house is within that that space for 20 zones of audio and six zones of video and um, the complete Wi-Fi from the edge of the carport back to the, the edge of the backyard. And I saw you operating it all from your phone. Yeah, from the phone, from a touchscreen on the wall, from a Wi-Fi kind of floater touchscreen that... that that travels around the house for a voice activation, uh, a lot of ways to control it for sure. Time clock scenes, automatic scenes. Um, yeah, there's a, anything in my home can basically be operated, whether it's inside the house or I could be at the airport shutting everything down either wow. way. Yeah, that's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about budget. When I'm doing continuing ed courses for architects, I make a joke of this. I ask them, you know, regardless of the client or the project, how often is there money left over at the end of the project? <laughs> they all laugh because right. there's never any money left over. Um, so managing the budget is very, very important to make sure that you you budget in for the things that are going to really make a difference. And some of the things that we're talking about, which is uh, specific lighting for specific rooms to really allow the home to reflect the mood that you want it to reflect at that point of the day. Those things may not happen if they're not budgeted in from the beginning. So can you help us to understand, Brian, what should be allocated towards lighting design? Fixtures, I don't know if you, is there like a price point that includes both? That's kind of a rough order of magnitude or or maybe you're just commenting on allocate X for the design piece. What what can you share on this topic? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, most of my projects, I don't even charge for design work. I, I charge for the products as a, a lighting distributor would. And then I charge for programming time. Uh, if there's any kind of system installation, say just the, the work we were talking about the rack a second ago, the, the work that goes into actually installing all those little black boxes and wiring them up. Um, but yeah, typically I, I don't charge a lot for, for design, if anything at all. Uh, it's more a matter of just those those initial interviews, whether again, it's with the homeowner, the builder, that the architect, the designer, we just need to make sure that we are trying to, to fit within a budget. And again, what are the priorities? Are the priorities lighting and, and ambiance to where we really want to want to drive that feeling of maybe being in a know, New York City or Las Vegas lounge where we want to entertain a lot? Uh, or do we just want standard task lighting and we're not so concerned about any kind of a, a pop of color? Uh, you know, those are just major questions to ask early on. So when you get into a budget, that's what drives the budget. What are the priorities and what are the, really, what are the performance intentions? Excellent. I want to ask a question about something that's on a lot of people's minds today. Energy efficiency, durability, and sustainability. Do you have any insights into, you know, are the different kinds of lighting that are available what are some of the options if these things are resonating with the homeowner? They're thinking, where possible, I want things in my home that are more energy efficiency, more energy efficient. Where yeah. possible, I want uh, products that last longer. 
where possible, I want products that are less impactful, negatively impactful on the environment. Can you help us to appreciate of all the lighting choices out there, which fall more into these categories? Well, this is what's fantastic about solid state lighting or LED lighting today is that it is just so much more efficient than the old incandescence and magnetic low voltage we had. So, I mean, now an average LED lamp is only about seven watts where, you know, the standard light bulb back in the day was at least 50, maybe 65 watts. Wow. <laughs> so we're, we're getting a lot of efficiency just from the lamps themselves, even though they can be very high performance. Um, another aspect of that is automated control. So, you know, we can make sure to turn all the lights off um, at a certain time of night to just to make sure that lights aren't left on in rooms and that sort of thing it helps out a lot too. Fantastic. So we'll take a quick break and then I want to come back and have you talk about that incredible outdoor space that you uh, designed and then uh, lit. Uh, so, Keep that in mind. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Did you know that you can design a custom home that not only comfortably meets your needs today, it can easily accommodate your future needs if an unexpected mobility-limiting event affects someone in your family? To learn how the principles of universal design can make your custom home more comfortable today while potentially increasing your property's resale value tomorrow, listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Welcome back. I asked Brian right before the break to be thinking about his outdoor space and the design work he did there, how he lit it, and kind of walking us through. So I'll start with the first question, Brian, is just, should you hire a lighting professional to help you light your outdoor living space? Well, and again, outdoor living spaces are just becoming so much more popular, whether it's outdoor kitchens or kind of a a luxury patio with a full patio furniture set, uh, water features, that sort of thing. But, you know, if you have a, a covered patio and you put heaters in it, you put a little audio in it, maybe a TV out there, you could be out there year round, even in the Seattle climate. So I think it's absolutely an extension of the interior to be able to go outside and put the same level of emphasis into lighting and audio and maybe even even video. Yeah, and just by way of example, you invited me out into the space you created. And the first thing I noticed was this fantastic outdoor water feature. Um did did you did you just know that you wanted a water feature or did you figure that out during construction? Yeah, that was pretty much during construction. I, I thought at first that I wanted some kind of a, a water feature, maybe a, a couple of pillars. Uh, with a submersible pump. But one thing led to the next. We started bringing in boulder after boulder after boulder and these uh, various dumps. Ended up being about 65,000 uh, tons of boulders dumped between wow. the front yard and back. Wow. And, and we started creating this, this water feature that ended up being an 11-foot tall waterfall with two reservoirs and two half-horsepower pumps backlit within the rocks 
and with color changing submersible lighting as well in the reservoir. So it just kind of took on a life of its own, um, but definitely have a lot of a lot of fun with that water feature. Yeah, and I'm trying to think through no lighting and a water feature or lighting and a water feature. And there's no comparison. The lighting, the way it, it casts upon the different uh, uh, platforms of the boulders, it just takes your breath away. It's absolutely gorgeous. So when you are looking at doing an outdoor space, could you maybe just share where you would... Well, let's just talk about that one example, the, the, the water feature. You have lighting specifically casting up onto the boulders, and then you've got lighting under the water, did you say? Yeah, submersible lights, exactly. Okay, and just like the other lights in the home, you can control all of those from your cell phone? Yeah, from the cell phone, from the, um, the automation system, so voice control, lots of different ways to control the lights. I mean, once once you have the lights in with the right technology, you can control it from various platforms for sure. And then I noticed that because you've got kind of a really cool uh, wooded area, you even are casting light out specifically at areas of the the wooded backdrop. Yeah, so I have uh, some 120 volt uh, fixtures that are cascading down into the ravine as well, kind of resembling a little bit of a, a moonlight effect. Mm -hmm. So that can all be dimmed down and, and it's on the time clock system as well. Is there any difference in designing lighting for an outdoor space compared to designing lighting for an indoor space? Well, the main difference is most outdoor lighting is going to be 12 volt. So it's low voltage lighting working with, with transformers. And again, it, it depends on which transformer you bring into play. One might just be you know, geared towards simple on-off functionality where you're gonna get one color temperature of light fixture. Um, and then what I brought in was a, a company called FX Luminaire where we can bring in their Luxor line and now have a choice of 30,000 different colors. Of, co of course, all the time clock settings directly within the, the Luxor system, and it integrates with all of my automation systems as well. So that's how we're able to create a, a more of a an, an amber um, tone just at sunset. And then a couple hours later, we might get into more violets and purples or a little light blue, be able to play with it. Or say that it's during a Kraken game and we can pop the Kraken colors on. So it's a lot of fun for everyday use just enjoying the yard and also for special events birthdays sporting events things of that nature fantastic earlier you mentioned kelvins and i was wondering for the listeners could you just kind of walk us through how lighting is measured and the range in terms of color and kind of how that equates to mood Sure. So and we'll break it down into correlated color temperature first. So it's CCT. You're going to hear this a lot. Uh, if if lighting is important to you in the construction of your home and you really want to get a good understanding of how to create ambiance, CCT plays a big role in that. So typical range for color temperature is somewhere in the range of 1400 on the low side at, to 7000. So 1400 is going to be more our sunsets, our sunrise, our mood lighting for candlelit dinners or uh, enjoying a, a fire in the fire pit or in the fireplace. And you, you get that real rich amber tone. 
and then all the way up to 7,000, where it's more like the sun is high in the sky. It's very white, almost blue. But again, that's more the productive type of energy or energetic lighting where you, know, you don't want your lighting at 1400 Kelvin real amber if you're trying to be productive around the house during the day or in an office space. Everybody just start falling asleep. Okay, excellent. So I think um, you've done a nice job without overwhelming us technically. Um, a nice job of just kind of laying it out. Does a homeowner need any experience to bring you on the team? To, to, uh, I don't know anything about lighting, but I'm remodeling my home. And I, I want to include some of the things that you've been talking about today, Brian. Does a homeowner need to bring any knowledge to the table to, to, to work through this with you? No, not at all. In fact, again, that's why I remodeled my, my space to, to educate. So, you know, a, a homeowner comes over, it's a very nice, comfortable environment and we can just walk through. And again, it's just a discussion of this is a technology that's out there. This is basically how it functions and to see what resonates with, with clients. So for some people, they're very lighting driven. They really want that ambiance, want to create moods, maybe with a little bit of color light or the two channel uh, dimming systems where they can have a nice amber color, but at a, a higher intensity for having guests over and entertaining, or maybe that's that's not too important for somebody, but they're music driven and they want audio in every room. That's why it's just good to come over, walk through the house, and just get an idea of the technology available, and let's just work through it, see what's important for you, and and go from there. Well, since we brought that up, then um, as we wrap up, let's co cover a couple of those next steps. So you're saying that probably one of the best things the homeowner could do is just come and see the lights and the lighting design functioning at your showroom. How... How how can they do that? How can they schedule that with you? And if they're not quite ready to, to schedule something with you, where can they go to see some of the images of the things we've been talking about today? So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, or you can, can take a look at the website. It's it's IlluminaLLC.com. Um, and, and just take a look from there. But I have a lot of images of my, my show home in there and also some images of, of other projects I've worked on. Um, but that's a good place to start just to kind of get an idea. And I think the key is just to not be intimidated, even though there's there's a lot of high end automation and and just electronics in general and automation and lighting, all of it, just not to be intimidated by it, because, again, we can take it to any level. So and as a lighting distributor uh, for a construction project, you're going to be purchasing product from somewhere, you know, wherever that is. Um, and you know, whatever your budget is, we can, we can work with that. So. And the difference again, is you're saying in working with you and Illumina as a distributor, I'm going to get better value than if I'm buying from a dealer who bought from you and is selling to me. Is that fair? No, exactly. I mean, say you go into a, a standard electrical wholesale house, they're going to be looking for, give me a part number and I'll fill it with a quantity. What we're looking at is what moves you, what what motivates you, whether it's a, a speaker or whether it's a light fixture as you walk through, what are you looking for? What do you want more in your home? And then we go, we take that route as opposed to just 
give me a part number, I'll give you a price and I'll fill that order. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, again, Brian's website is Illumina. If I misspell this, tell me, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-L-L-C.com. Did I get it? That's it. That's the one. So uh, Brian's website is IlluminaLLC.com. Take a few moments, go there, look at some of the images. You'll get a sense of the rooms that we were talking about and the things that you can do in terms of both whole home automation and lighting design. You're going to love the images that you see. We've been uh, having a a nice visit with uh, Brian Scott of Illumina. Uh, If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download the entire program as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Brian, I want to thank you for being my guest today. Well, thanks, KT. It's been a lot of fun. You've been listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. We'll see you next week.